What's up, guys? Our wrestling podcast back at you with another episode. We are going to Steinerize this one. This is Dave Vicious along with Jess, the total package. Craig, the British Bulldog, bringing you our perspective on the world of professional wrestling. No inside sources, no ties to the industry, just stories from the diehards sharing opinions with you. Someone's got to feed me today's topic. Dave, we're talking today about the Steiner Brothers. Steiner uh, We have yep. hinted around how incredible <laughs> they are. Jess has said on um, about 10 plus episodes, he's not going to fight you if you call Steiner Brothers the greatest tag team of all time. I think today we're just going to briefly uh, touch on why they are, and I'm excited for this one. Rick yeah, and I'm, I'm probably going to convince myself that they are. I'm not saying I fight <laughs> that. I'm just saying, like, I'm probably going to, at the end of this podcast, I'll be all emotional and just be like, oh, they're fucking the best. <laughs> no one's been better. <laughs> Maybe anybody. There you go. Sorry. For I'm audio sorry. fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Shooter, and Google Podcast, or watch our videos on YouTube at Our Wrestling Channel. On social media, give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or on, on Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. Craig, are you ready uh, for a Steiner line? Yeah, but like, don't, don't, like, let me fall back. Like, don't hit me like hard like he would do. Like, I don't want to go like in the locker room and see that I was supposed to wrestle the Steiners and then walk out. Just if you're cool, are you going to be cool? Will you give me a cool Steiner line? <laughs> no. Like a pro, like like a kind of Steiner line he would give, like an Anderson like, or something like, like that. Like, like a, a pro, yeah, like a, Scott a, Steiner. Respect, yeah, don't, a respectful yeah. Steiner line. Don't yeah. Steiner line me like you would a prelim. That's not. They're two different things. Yeah, that, I don't you want know, a Sandy a, really Beach Steiner line. I yeah. don't want a Mike Yokozuna Parker's butt line. drop on a prelim versus Yokozuna butt drop on Hulk Hogan. Two completely different butt drops. <laughs> <laughs> very different. Yeah, oh very. man, so good, so good. Uh, yeah, this is a good one, guys. This is something I can't wait to uh, to to dig into. The Steiner brothers were so impressive that I think um, a lot of people like they see them in and out, depending on what what uh, particular organization they were watching. But the Steiners were were cleaning house wherever they went, right? They were they were professional wrestlers. Like that's all I can say. Like for them, and I don't mean that in a negative way. Like that's it. I don't, I don't even want to do this topic. I can't say anything else. Um, they're great. Like. <laughs> They both, you'll get into it. They both have uh, extensive amateur backgrounds. They're both super tough guys. Uh, well, you know, Scott had a really uh, strong personality in the back. Um, they were very boisterous about their gimmick and they were, you know, uh, uh, promoters were attempting to split them up several times throughout their run, you know, because that's the way of wrestling, right? When brothers are together or best friends are together, it's like, I can't wait till we split you up. It's going to be big money. But they kind of resisted for a long time. So it's yeah. going to be a. Uh, they didn't want to get split up. They love tag team wrestling. That's what they wanted I, to do. I think that's a great point. I think Scott, like you remember most about the Steiners, Big Papa Pump, uh, the math meme, uh, his uh, the, you know, the last <laughs> five years of of when he was big. But like uh, the two of them together, Rick got Scott in the game, and then Scott when they joined, and we'll talk about this later when they first joined WWF, when Scott was ready and could very much go solo wanted to bring his brother along and not bury his brother. Like there, it, it's a big story of brotherhood of love. And, uh, these two guys that were awesome. It's actually a story about amateur wrestlers, like, uh, yeah. two world champions at Michigan, legit guys. Um, and you could see that in their training and in their discipline. And they're, they're like one of the greatest tag teams of all time. Like without a doubt, like, I'm sad that it ended so quick. I'm sad they didn't go for 40 years. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah. So is it is it 
Reschsteiner or is it Recksteiner? Well, it's it's Recksteiner, and I'll, it, that sounds the notes, better. It, it will explain it because it's really simple and kind of hilarious how Rick Steiner got his name. That's so funny. Okay, it already kind of explains itself. So, Robert Recksteiner was born on March 9th, nineteen sixty one. He's sixty years old. He was not standing. Are you talking about Bob Steiner? Yeah, Bob Steiner. Uh, yeah, Steiner brother Bob Steiner. Yeah, Bob. Bob. He was an outstanding <laughs> amateur wrestler for the University of Michigan and achieved world-class status. He was introduced into pro wrestling in 1983 by George Steele. He developed the ring name of Rick Steiner because his last name sounded like Rick Steiner. Between 1983 and 1987, he could he would uh, begin wrestling for the AWA under Bill Watts UWF in New Japan Pro Wrestling. And after the sale of UWF to Crockett Promotions, Rick would enjoy a successful singles career, most notably with the Varsity Club, where he would win the NWA TV Championship. Uh, pretty cool. St- Never, sorry to interrupt you. I never even re- uh, thought that George A. George Steele trained wrestlers or introduced wrestlers, but now I'm thinking to Rick's beginnings as a wrestler. And Rick was a very like the dog faced gremlin, just a guy that barked and was kind and of George like Steele. The- yeah, George Steele would end up becoming like this character because when George Steele was uh, like in the his prime, George Steele was a mean ass heel. Like, and he would do a yeah. lot of terrible. Even when he first, but when he went to WWF, they toned him down. Because Junior wanted him to be a little bit more cartoony and friendly to kids and stuff because he's hairy. So make him like a like cuddly monster, like teddy bear kind of guy. So that's when he got the green tongue and stuff. But yeah, I, I never made the connection until I started researching. I was like, fucking George Steele broke yeah. Rick Steiner in. That's crazy. And then, yeah, the dog face yeah. gremlin is a little bit kind of like animalish kind of. Yeah. Weird. And he did that. He did. He we'll just but he barked. Yeah. yeah. He, he, he talked uh, with his little hand. Pin- yeah, Alex, his uh, hand puppet Alex. <laughs> That's not what his name was. Yeah. I'm sorry, Alex. I just it was Alex, out the audio. Yeah. So he yeah. started doing that stuff too. And like, you know, I because this isn't about Rick, so I didn't go into that. But I mean, like, that's interesting because you're right. Like, I didn't connect the dots. And I was like, George Steele, fuck, that's weird. And then right now when you said that, I was like, yes, of course he barked and ran around. Like, yeah, like it's yeah, really it weird. makes sense now. Guess, guess 19- what, guys? <laughs> I'm talking like this the entire time now. <laughs> the rest of the podcast uh, in, ni- so. in 1988 um no just kidding. <laughs> in 1988 his brother scott steiner would accompany him to the ring until the two eventually formed a tag team scott rick steiner was born on july 29th of 1962 he is 59 years old he like his brother was a standout amateur wrestler for the university of michigan and also won numerous awards in 1986 scott went into pro wrestling and was trained by jerry graham jr in ohio he would also wrestle for the Mem- for the Memphis-based CWA promotion until 1988. He would change his name to Scott Steiner and join his brother in WCW in late 1988. So we saw this. I don't know. It was one of you guys shared it on our Instagram little chat that we have going on with the four of us on this podcast. Yeah. It was Scott Steiner doing a 450 splash in like, like 87 or something like that. 86, 87. And it was like he was so physically gifted. Scott was like he was the flashy one of the two. We'll go on more. Both were super tough. And Rick was an amazing professional wrestler. Like he was super solid. 
especially with his uh, just his his understanding and foundation of wrestling. But Scott was like this kind of like this enigma. Like he was like this amazing gymnastic. We talked about Dynamite Kid a couple episodes ago. He yeah. had those he had those flashes where you're like, dude, he just did a 450 splash in 1986. Yeah. And hopefully I can pull up the clip here and put it up. And YouTube you could, would be. You, you could argue Scott might make one of our next trendsetter episodes for a lot of reasons. He really for was. That, for that, yeah. for uh, Steiner math, right? Steiner math, <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean that, that a, a guy that big shouldn't be that athletic. Like, he yes. was, what an, I mean, and at some point he got too big uh, yeah. for anybody's yeah, taste yeah. and to, to do the things that he he did. But when he was in his early period, in his first 10 years, was fantastic. Yeah. He was pure athlete. Yeah. Pure doing muscle, stuff, doing stuff that cruiserweights should be doing, you know, for yeah. sure. Yeah, absolutely. He's gifted. Yep. In January of 89, the brothers would begin teaming and call themselves the Steiner Brothers. Originally, they had Missy Hyatt as their manager, but then oh. Robin Green would accompany them to the ring. Yeah, bye, Missy. Um, it was a Missy they, Hush. <laughs> they, both, they, both, they both railed Missy Hyatt, right? Can we say that? Oh, my God, probably. Oh, they Steinerized Missy Hyatt. I was not there. I was not there. Steinerized. Robin would always seem to take an interest in Rick. She would soon betray the duo and cost them a shot at the WCW World Tag Team Championship at the Clash of Champions 8 by tripping Rick Steiner on purpose, causing the loss. She would then change her name to Woman uh, and yeah, manage so, the mass team. So Robin Green was uh, was Woman. Woman. Was Woman, yeah. Okay. So she yeah. friended Rick Steiner. She acted all interested. She kind of dressed nerdy. And then uh, that's right around the time that Scott started. And and, with and Rick was always seemed to be like the simple one. He took on. Yeah. And she like easily and tricked. She, yeah. She turned on him, apparently, because she wanted to show that she could outsmart a simple person. I don't know why. Yeah. Jack. yeah. And then and then go back to Kevin Sullivan, which is dumb. Um, <laughs> and go on to defeat the Steiner brothers at Halloween Havoc of 1989. On November 1st of 89, the Steiners would capture their first NWA WCW World Tag Team Championships by defeating the fabulous Freebirds on their syndicated show, World Championship Wrestling. Garvin Dale Hayes, Steiner's on top, one, two, yeah! New tag team champions have been crowned! The Steiners have won it! They're the new tag team champions of the world! Ladies and gentlemen! That's crazy, not even a pay-per-view, huh? No, no. And uh, I, in my mind, I, I mean, I've followed the Steiners for a long time. In my mind, I was like, they won the U.S. titles first and then they won the tag titles. But then I had to remind myself when I went back into the research, I was like, that's right. They did. Like they got a, a quick WCW NWA tag team championship, like right at the tail end of 89. And I was like, I fucking forgot about that. Like, to be yeah. honest. Interesting. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I always well, remember, and and to be thing. noted, if you go back and watch anything from them, they'd only been teaming. I mean, I know they've been brothers their whole life, obviously, but they've been teaming in professional wrestling for only one year at this point. I fucking find a flaw in their goddamn game in 1989. Yeah. Like they were already like you can go back yeah. and watch 80 t tapes from 89 and 90 of the Steiners, and they're yeah. just fucking dominant. They're dominant. Yeah. Like they're they were amazing to watch even back then. They would get even better. As we go on, yeah. I mean, just to, the stellar as they go on. But the Freebirds being on the, on the decline of their careers, and then the the Steiners, like this five years is like the um, uh, they were fantastic. Like they yeah, never fun, had a bad fun match. Fact, like the, they were the Freebirds never wrestled again after this. Stop so, it! 
That's not true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm stop it. Um, well, one of them did go on to run Monday Night Raw and say something like "Tiger yeah. Football on Concrete," and I don't need to understand. <laughs> I don't, you don't need to remember your name. Like, um, wait a minute. Wait just, a minute. Yeah. Dude, dude, dude. Dude, dude, dude. Oh, and goodness. that was Terry Gordy. That was yep. Terry Gordy. <laughs> <laughs> that was Buddy Roberts. That was Buddy Roberts. That wasn't even a Freebird. At Starcade 89. I'm um, sorry, I can't help it. The Steiners would fall short of winning the tag team round robin tournament, but they would score a pinfall victory against the Road Warriors. That's a pretty big deal. And for, yeah, for Road Warriors to, to look at the lights and take that fall? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I guess so. <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess if you want to do that, too, that's fine. <laughs> all right. I'm yeah, gonna- they never they never did anybody, but you know, even Hawk and Animal. Let's. I mean, I, I'm I'm just kind of free balling on this here, but like, uh, you know, the Steiners are pretty mean guys. Like, not mean as in mean people. I don't know them personally, but like, they would whip your ass because They're that's how the good ring. they were amateur wise, yeah. and that's they can handle. I mean, look at the size of Scott even before he became right. Big Papa Pump. Um. And the Road Warriors were gigantic, but even they knew they were notorious for being like, not doing it, not losing, not losing. Uh, Rick and Scott, that's fine. If you want to lose, that's, uh, that's totally fine. You guys want to go over on us tonight? That's fine. It's fine. Like, cause, I mean, what are you going to say no to Rick and Scott Steiner? Like, I, love, I, love, I love how the the, the whole changes. Uh, oh, Scott, oh, hey, Scott. Yeah. Hey, Rick. How are you? <laughs> you guys are great. Oh, oh my no. God. Oh, yeah. Pleasure <laughs> to meet you guys. I'm yeah. Hawk. This is Animal. Animal. We want to get your shit in. And we want to yeah. get our shit in. Yeah. And we'll have fun out there. Let's just have fun out there. Yeah, well, again, whatever, I'm just whatever spitballing that. I'm, I'm just, yeah, it's just, it is because so, yeah. uh, uh, Road Warriors were notorious for being like, look, we'll, we'll lose, but by count out or by this or by that. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, they didn't like looking at the lights, Road Warriors, because they're and, like, um, who's going who's gonna to uh, believe that? I'm like, well, when you see two people that throw other people around like yeah. they weigh nothing, those yeah. are the two guys that they can go work. ahead and go over you. Like, uh, well, what I'm mind. scared to ask is who actually won that round robin tournament? Uh, the Road Warriors did. That's Oh, yeah. so okay. oh, there you go. That's fair. So what okay, was that good. start? Was that that was was that Future Shock? Is yes. that what that's called? That was Future Shock eighty nine. Yes, sir. What a there shitty you name! Nice. You don't call a round robin tag tournament like Future Shock. Come on, what you a crazy do it, but you can do it in Capital Combat. Like, right? that, was, um, that was Future Shock, was it? Fucking shitty, stupid name. Like, why, <laughs> why would they even do that? Just almost tag almost team as robin good shock. as Capital Combat in nineteen ninety. I use. I also use the word uh, am, very ambitious. Starcade eighty nine was very <laughs> ambitious. That's my way. That. Dave always calls me out for saying they work hard as like covering it up and it was really shitty. Yeah. I say that was very ambitious for something that kind of didn't it really is. work out. It, we always say that. things like that would be awesome if like we had a, like the, a round robin tournament, like a top four tag teams, I mean, or yeah. you had like battle bowl where like you put the strangers together, the best wrestling in the world for tag team. I picked them out uh, of a bowl, but like that's almost never, as never, good as a scaffold match, Craig. It, Almost yeah, it good. never. And that's why we don't want, Doesn't that, quite work. That's why we don't run wrestling companies because, like, right? When people that are fans like us get in there, I'm like, we'll just have a three ring battle royal. Like it just <laughs> like shits the bed. <laughs> well, what are you call like, it? World War Two? No, there's three wings. World War World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> and the giant will win it. Uh, here, like I said a minute ago, here comes a, another great name at Capital Combat. Nice uh, Robocop. Yeah. On May 19th, they would lose the NWA WCW World Tag Team titles to Doom, now unmasked and managed by Theodore Arlong or Teddy Long. That was my favorite incarnation of Doom. How long?
Holla, holla, holla if you hear me. That wasn't that time, Dave. Jeez, I know Dave. it wasn't, but still, it's, it's all good. I'm trying to bring people in. They go, oh, well, I don't know that guy, but I know that guy. All right, settle down. Settle down, seriously. <laughs> On August 24th, my pappy's birthday, 1990, the Steiner brothers defeated the Midnight Express for the WCW United States Tag Team Championship. So the Steiners defeated show. the Midnight Express on your dad's birthday. Yeah. What a gift. What a gift. Yeah. Happy birthday, Pops. Which, yeah, and Dave's dad at midnight always made us uh, <laughs> clean, his, clean his golf shoes and uh, clean up after ourselves and make sure that, that, was, the, that, that was the price of admission. Yeah. Cheers to cheers to your pops and uh and this one's cheers for you, to pops. the Steiners winning the US title on the, his birthday. I think that's mm-hmm. tremendous. He's blocking the <laughs> That's right. I will yeah, tie anything to wrestling right I can. There you go. At Halloween Havoc 1990, the Steiners would successfully defend their U.S. tag titles against the Nasty Boys in a hard-hitting, fantastic match. The crowd was <laughs> Your insane. dad would have hated the Nasty Boys, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I hate them, too. I can't stand them. But the crowd was insane for the Steiners. This was an indication of how popular the Steiner brothers were becoming. Scott Steiner was also using the Frankensteiner as their finishing move, uh, you got to put a clip in here if you can. It was this, the this hottest was the, the first move time in American he did it. wrestling at the time. Just it really was. Sinister. I mean, a lot of in, in Japanese wrestling, they were doing stuff like this like already. But American wrestling audiences, again, with the WWF kind of being kingfish here, they Vince retaught you that wrestling is just over the top characters and yeah. bubble gum and just simplistic storylines. Whereas like Japan, they always kind of had like that. Uh, you know, athletic, more real, stiff. They would do a lot of that. So the Steiners were bringing like a lot of that to America. And like, man, when I first saw the Frankensteiner, that shit was crazy. Like yeah. nobody could see that. Now it's like yeah. Huracan Rana has happened all over. And we learned that it was called a Huracan Rana yeah. after like Ray Mysterio broke in. You know, we then, never we, we saw it the first time by Scott Steiner, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, Scott Steiner did. It was a standing Huracan Rana. He'd throw him against the ropes and then jump up and catch them and and. Frankensteiner them or Huracan Rana them over and like man some of the bumps that some you could tell a lot of the American wrestlers were learning how to take that bump they've never taken that bump bump. before so yeah yeah, like some of it was really rough and rugged and you're like oh like when they land on their head and some was smooth as silk depending on who he did it to but just seeing Steiner from a standstill position jumping up and catching them and flipping them over with his legs was something to behold and then you had Rick who was like his Steiner line would just take people's heads straight off like and then they would do the belly-to-belly suplexes, the belly-to-belly off the top rope. The bulldog off the top rope was another big one here. This match oh. with the Nasty Boys, I will show anybody, even non-wrestling fans, because the Nasty Boys knew their role here, and they're like, you were just going to take all your shit. And, and Steiners were like, sounds good. And like they just, I mean, this go back and watch yeah. Halloween Havoc 1990. This match, to this day, is still absolute fire. This match, And awesome. for the Nasty Boys to be a team that says, we're going to take all your shit. Ladies and gentlemen, the winners and still United States Tag Team Champions, the Steiner Brothers. Yeah, that's incredible. Like, and we're not like, going to so fight you. Like, we're yeah, not going to fight just, you at all. Like, you're, you're fine. 
And like, and man, it's not the because crowd, they're dicks. It's just they're like road warriors and nasty boys. And like the Steiners are just that good. It's like, you and they understood. To respect them. Yeah. We they had, understood yeah. their roles at that point. And then on top of it, I was noticing a lot too, even when I was growing up during this period, the Steiners were getting the same pop that Sting was and people like that, like on an upper level. And they yeah. were a tag team. They were getting really big ovations. Like, and, and th- again, this match at Halloween Havoc 90 is a perfect example. The crowd was just, when you get Jim Ross up on this level, like when he has to talk on the high octave because the crowd's so loud, it's a good yeah. match. And Jim Ross calling this match was like awesome and like just the crowd exploding at everything. And Steiners would hit something and Ross is like, oh, oh, like that. It's just like, it's awesome. Steiners awesome. have just been <laughs> the skyscrapers and doom both at the same time. <laughs> It was really cool, man. Like I can't, and, and their U.S. title run again. We we had this uh, uh, our episode in our archives, the uh, forgotten secondary titles. We talk about the U.S. tag titles. This dude, yeah. Midnight Express, Steiner Brothers, feuding over that championship, uh, defending against the Nasty Boys. These are top shelf tag teams that are fighting for the U.S. tag titles. Like, geez, man. Like, and the Steiners absolutely brought credibility to the United States Tag Team Championship. Like they Without treated it like it was a World Tag Team Champions, and that's what you. That's what's missing today. I'm not going to go they were, on that. They were perfect about, um, yeah. they were the perfect representation of WCW and NWO that time. Um, the realism, like they weren't cartoony. We saw them later when they went to WWF, but it was so fun to see them in WCW this time, in the stiffness, in the wrestling matches, and not just like the, uh, the, the, the cartoony, different level WWF tag team-like division. Like it was nice to see these guys rock um yeah i'm glad they started out here and in in their youth when they were young and before the injuries started compiling like you know just god darn it like watching these guys here was amazing yep scott would actually be tested as a singles competitor and gained a shot at rick flair and the nwa wcw world heavyweight championship at the clash of champions 14 the match ended in a draw but was just average uh years later scott would claim flair underperformed on purpose out of jealousy and not wanting to push young stars like that's him. yeah. And, you know, and Flair and Steiner never really got along. And then, of course, in WCW, especially in the dying days when Scott Steiner was put on top, he was known for running Ric Flair down in the ring and behind the scenes. And like he never really got along. Uh, I think he carried this with it. You know, like yeah, we're going to talk grudge. about there. And and, and we, we talked a little bit about it at the beginning and we're going to talk about it more that they liked teaming together. Rick and Scott did. But here, I think Scott wanted to shine a little bit as a singles maybe to prove to himself that he was as good as rick because rick was already an established singles wrestler at this point we already talked about he had won the nwa television championship and so i think scott wanted to prove that too and i'll even the wrestling community when they knew that flair was taking on scott steiner at the clash of champions were like oh this is a new star it's gonna be good but he wasn't the rick flair by the way of 89 88 87 86 he was the rick flair of 1991 who was losing his confidence who was being yelled at by Jim Hurd to cut his hair short and call himself Spartacus. Yeah, he, he was, was told you know, that his gimmick, his gimmick was no good, which is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, and so unfortunately, Scott Steiner got a shell of his former self, Ric Flair here, but he held it personally against Flair, feeling that. And if you do go back and watch the match, it never really got into like second or third gear. And I think yeah. Scott held that inside, if I remember shooting interviews correctly and stuff. So, And some people yeah. just don't mesh, man. Yeah, yeah you know, yeah. you know who else uh, says... Um, uh, Flair sabotaged it was Lance Storm, who also respects Flair. But Lance Storm is like, I look back now, um, a couple of years ago, uh, he saw the match and he, he said, watched it yeah, back. He said, specific him. match, 
Yeah. Wow. Wow. Which no, is like Scott Snyder held that to think in here, that yeah. about Flair, but like I didn't think about the herd piece when he already his confidence was so low and I think never mind what down, it takes yeah. to keep your spot and keep Flair, but like Flair is a man who kept that spot and still managed to make everybody. I guess if there was a moment and if the rumors were true that like Scott was going to be that next guy, um and as a test ground for it, uh Flair could have sabotaged it. And then yeah. Scott like a lot of that went on. That's why I love pro yeah. wrestling. I love it. Like when people ask me, I'm like, I love it. Why do you stay interested in pro wrestling when you became an adult? Why did you stay? I was like, because then you switch to the behind the scenes. So it's kind of like, I'm not saying I'm like a melter lover or anything like that, or I like the dirt sheets. I don't care for that. I like the way the business works, the thought process, and even the politics. I don't like the politics, but I'm super interested that. This yeah. sport on the surface that's completely predetermined and acting, basically, and that's all it is. I'm, you know, of course, I respect the athleticism and all that stuff, but that's not my point. My point yeah. is, is like it, but behind the scenes, they are. This is real money we're talking about. It's real fame. A lot of professional wrestlers get known, like on the streets, known, become household names, become. You know, these, this is a real fight yeah. for money and, and your position in your career, especially back in 1991. This was, yeah, like a little no-sell, you know, where you should be selling could tell a different story about a particular Being wrestler. Being on top, so, holding yeah, titles you know, matter with the money. I love the little yeah, back and forth. No, I'm not a professional wrestler. Yeah. No, I'm not saying who's right or wrong, mm -hmm. Scott or Rick here. But at the same time, like, you know. It, yeah. It's been some, a point of contention for Scott for years that Flair it's, it's sandbagged not, him. It's not actual sports where like winning and losing like it's purely about uh whether you win or not it's not acting where it's purely about you whether you fuck some on the back and whether yeah. you get them uh hired or fired to the gig it's True. different it's a hybrid of like you're out there in front of people everyone's got to make everybody but you can also do slight certain things to keep your position to make people to hold people back to to politic like that's why wrestling is it's truly it's politics with like strong dudes like yeah. it's it's an amazing yeah. it's a major microcosm of life like like yeah or like can we all work together like, but like who can rise in, yeah. in a thing where you it's all got you all got to work together yeah yeah absolutely on february 18th of 1991 the Steiner brothers defeated the fabulous freebirds to once again? again win the WCW Tag Team Championships. This would make Steiners the second team to hold both the U.S. and World Tag Team Championships at the same time. They would vacate those U.S. titles on February 20th of 1991. Then they would tour New Japan Pro Wrestling and defeat Hiroshi Hase and Kensuke Sasaki for the IWGP Tag Team Championships on March 21st of 1991 in the WCW New Japan Pro Wrestling Super Show, WCW began to refer to them as the Triple Crown Champions. That's this was even effort. as a fan back here. I was just like, you know, 91 was such a period of flux for WCW and like they didn't know which way it was up or down. But like the Steiners were still they were getting better and better. Even in 91, they were one of the only bright spots in WCW that uh, yeah. I mean, they were the consistent whenever you watch Steiner Brothers, you knew no matter what you were going to get entertained by them. And like they were going to give you a great match. And now 
I talk about all the time, the touring to New Japan Pro Wrestling, the learn, their style was perfect for New Japan. They would get stiff yeah. in there. I mean, we would see them brutalize see. Japanese opponents. Like how many matches do we watch where Steiner would bloody their Japanese opponents' noses? Because like, oh yeah, you guys want to wrestle stiff? We love that shit. And like, they would just get <laughs> yeah. in there. Yeah. And it was like, oh, whoa. Even some Japanese wrestlers were like, that's a little too stiff for us. Like now they call it strong style. But back here, it was just Steiner's being stiff and rough and like, they, everybody knew what the beginning, middle, and end of the match looked like. But in between, if I decide to forearm your face, I'm going to do that. Like, And that it's was just happen. the way the Steiners wrestled. And man, they would go to Japan and have great matches over there. The fact that they won the IWGP Tag Team Championship here again. Now you have this team that is seasoning themselves, not only in America, but uh, in, in Japan. At J- those titles mean something. New Japan Pro Wrestling, everybody knows the lineage of that and the history of that and the prestige of winning those titles. Uh, you got a trophy every goddamn time you want a Japanese title. Apparently, uh, I've noticed every picture is like them with the belt, yeah. and they're like, "And I got this and trophy." People throw streamers at you. You get a lot of sh- yeah, streamers, uh, streamers at you. thrown at you. So it was just, it was so cool to see that as an American wrestling fan. I would see the magazines and the pictures of them, and I on WCW television they would talk about how they won, and they were calling them like the Triple Crown champions. And it's like, oh my god, yeah. like these guys were already the greatest tag team in the world at the time, and they were just making history over and over again. Like they were. Like I, I, we say it all the time. Steiners were just on fire at this point, man. They were just doing everything. They, they were doing everything. Like they were competitive men, and they were just like, yeah, we're gonna, okay, we're done here. We're gonna go to New Japan, like, and we're gonna, and we're gonna dominate there. And they, they let that promotion was like, no, these guys are the real deal. It's for American representation that these guys, Steiners, are the ones that we want mm. to wear the belts and take over to WCW and show off to the American audience and bring back here. And it's just another. Uh, feather in the cap of the Steiner brothers. Just good, solid shit, man. And unfortunately, in the summer of 91, Scott Steiner would suffer a bicep injury that would require surgery. As a result, the Steiners would vacate the WCW World Tag Team Championships. Scott would occasionally be in Rick's corner as Rick would wrestle in singles matches for the remainder of the year. One of those was at Clash of Champions 17 on November 19th of 91 for Lex Luger's WCW World Heavyweight Championship, Rick would lose by pinfall. And that was another, that was a kind of a reminder about how good of a singles I think a lot of people had forgotten with over the two years, the success go. of the Steiners. You see Rick in here again, and like, uh, he, he, he was on the top level wrestling Luger for the world title. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah Rick can do that. He's that good. Like, you know, it's, it's pretty cool to see. The only question I have is, um, did Scott injure that? In the ring or in the gym? My best uh, in the gym. You know, who knows? I don't know 100%. Uh, you never, you're probably right. I, he way, was starting he, to lift the, some, His physique yeah. was pushing that way. I think he pushed. People always talk way. about his physique as big Papa Pump, but like, honestly, like, look at the pictures behind us. Scott Steiner was always a big man, like, just gigantic. Like, he was yeah. always into powerlifting, always into just getting a big physique. Um, you know, Rick was always in really good shape, but like Scott, you could tell was going for the sculpting and the bodybuilding and stuff like that. Like he was just a big yeah. person. And I think Big Papa Pump, dare I say, he was a little smaller in the sense like he was just way more chiseled and defined as Big Papa mm-hmm. Pump. And he had like those odd looking biceps. But back here behind you, Dave, especially he was just a big look at the size of him. Like he He's just yeah. yeah, Scott was just really big. But both of your images, they're perfect. They don't need like the way he looked with the chainmail headdress and the and the biceps and tries just insane and the body fat like and completely roided out. Like they looked fantastic in the in the photos behind you guys yeah, and at this yeah. point in their careers. Yeah, yeah, I agree. 
And that's why. No, maybe not why. It's like Hollywood and plastic surgery, right? You see like an actor or yeah. actress or a model that looks just beautiful and, and wonderful. And then like later they feel like they have to get plastic surgery after plastic surgery. And they think in their yeah. mind, like, this makes me look better at 50, right? You're like, no, like, it no, doesn't. Baby, you like, can't yeah. Frankenstein her. No, baby, you can't. You're too big. <laughs> you can't do that that's anymore. how I feel you about can't. some wrestlers like who like Scott looked great here. But in his mind was like, I can look better. I could be better. And it's like, oh, okay, yeah, no. all right. And on May 3rd of 92, because of that look, the Steiner brothers would defeat Darn, oh, Darn, would defeat Arn Anderson and Bob Eaton to regain the WCW. Darn Danderson. Darn Anderson. Darn Danderson. Uh, to regain the WCW World Tag Team Championships. And on July 5th of 92, the Steiner brothers would lose those titles to Terry Gordy and Dr. Death Steve. Uh, Dr. Death! Ramming Rick Steiner into the turnbuckle. Carrying the big man, but Stunner Whoa. and Tony with a Stunner line, and they're both, they're both down. Well, I'll tell you what, that was a desperation move by Rick Steiner because had Doctor Death turned and power slammed him, it would have been him. But there again, the tag and the fresh Bam Bam Gordy in. Gordy with the Irish whip. What? We talk about matches. Uh, I call Come them on, go man. out of your ways. And uh, the Steiners and Dr. Death and Terry Gordy matches are go out of your ways. Like they're. Yeah, go find those. The geez, those guys, just, again, that's like twins looking back at each other, not because their physical appearance, but like they love the stiffness, especially Dr. Death and Terry Gordy. And you want to get in there with them too, they're fine with it. Like, and these guys had some physical matches in WCW in 1992. Like, probably the only bright spots of the Bill Watts era in WCW was the Steiners and Terry Gordy and Dr. Death. Good stuff. Good stuff. Do you have these names reversed? Because it says Scott would again return to singles action when Rick suffered a <laughs> no, again, right? That is no, uh, like uh, Rick would trade Sorry. now and hurt himself, and well, Scott would be so. Rick, okay, so Rick suffered. Wait, can the we, porn, can we just Scott's back up and, and why? Why was Jess yeah. licking the glass with his tongue there? I was like, oh, yeah, you were. <laughs> so in October of '92, now they change roles. Scott would return to, would go to singles action. Because Rick actually suffered a torn pec muscle. Yeah. And then Scott would tease a heel turn and was given a shot at the WCW TV title on October 17th, 1992. Scott Steiner would defeat Ricky Steamboat to win that title. <laughs> Poor he Rick. helped him back in. And Scotty is he's going to hook up Steamboat right now. One, two, three. And he's the new champ. He's the new champ. Ladies and gentlemen, the winner and new WCW World Television Champion, Scott Steiner. I was a rough match. In November of 92, the Steiners would have a contract dispute with Bill Watts and sign with the WWF. Oh, this caused Scott. That's to weird that Bill Watts would fuck up the best thing that he had in the tag team. Well, well I weird. guess, uh, and I've been listening to a lot of other podcasts too. I guess uh, Scott really didn't like Bill because Bill was like an alpha male. So he would come in and apparently Scott did not like to be talked to. Like he was less than an alpha male himself. So I guess Scott always took exception like to Bill Watts and would try to like call him out and be like, you're not that tough. And like, you know, because Bill Watts was, Listen, I, I don't. I, I know people are going. Bill Watts is such a legend, and he is, and he is, and, and, and no, he, he offered not. a lot. But at the same time, he was an old, stubborn, tough fuddy-duddy. Now I'm sure he was a tough guy and all that stuff. But when you're you're not tougher than Scott Steiner, let's just be honest. Like no. at that point, because Scott Steiner was legit 
fighting athlete. Uh, Bill Watts was not. He was just a beer drinking, these, these probably are, tough these are guy. These are people that wrestle on a national level, like actual uh, Bill, Bill Watts. No, no doubt that Bill Watts could roll in a car fifty times and get out and dust himself off. That's how tough Bill Watts was, and I'm not disputing Great. that. I'm yeah. just saying, like, when you're a promoter. You yeah. need to to check your ego and stop puffing your chest yes. out if you're going to fight everybody. I'm not sure. Yeah. If I you're want not Scott heavyweight Steiner champion, Bill at Watts. At this moment, yeah. you, are, on me. you have Sorry. to work with people that. Um... Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you have to you have to make it work. And like, I'm not saying Scott Steiner. He he was known later, you know, like in his career when he became a singles wrestler to be a loudmouth on the back and stuff. But at the same time, yeah. Re- the problem with Bill Watts is that he still in his mind thought he was on top, like even when he was just a promoter and like You're or just head booker. No one knows who you yeah. are, bro. At that moment. And Scott yeah. Yeah, and Scott's not going to take that shit. He's just like, we are the Steiner brothers. Do you hear the, the uh, of the 100 people we actually draw? Do you hear them? They fucking want the Steiners like we're just as big as Sting or Luger or whoever else you could put out there. Like, so yeah. you will treat us appropriately. And like they I guess Scott yeah. did not like the way Bill treated them. So he was basically I like, like, go I, fuck yourself. I, li- I like Scott's instincts there because any motherfucker that pulls the mats off and makes you not uh, jump right. off the top rope and makes you not leave um, the matches. Until the whole card's over. Until just the whole card's over. Yeah. You're just an asshole. You're th- it's, it's not college football. You're not uh, putting together a amateur wrestling team, amateur. Uh, right. you're, you're, you're a businessman. Yeah. yeah. And you have no business like um, – Running a professional wrestling company with egos. Yeah, it's not just about what you want to see, by the way. It's what gets ratings, what people watching. And like uh, Bill, hate to break it to you, turning all the lights out in the arena, taking all the mats away, and telling fucking cruiserweights who make their name off jumping off prone off the top rope on a prone opponent, taking that away. You're an idiot. You're a moron. You're You're a fucking moron. And then and then firing the side. Go back to your VFW with ten people and cigars. Go ahead. Good job, Bill. Go back to the Elks Lodge. By the way, that dude, uh, even when he's dead in his coffin, could crush me right now. Yeah, he could. Bill Watts would still knock me out in one shot, I'm sure. Yeah. That's whatever. I'd be like, oh, yeah, who's in their coffin? Who's dead? Blah, 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 blah. We we can also also (laughs) thank Bill Watts because this leads us to the debut of the Steiners in the World Wrestling Federation. Those same Steiners would debut on WWF television in the first episode of Raw. On January 11th, 1993. I always forget that. That's a big-ass piece As of they, history. The Steiner yeah, Brothers were they, on the first episode of the Raw. first episode That's of crazy. Raw. I always forget. Yeah. And they defeated some enhancement talent. Don't try this at home, kids. <laughs> Here are your winners. The Steiner Brothers. Uh, they also would defeat the Beverly Brothers in their pay-per-view debut at the Royal Rumble of 1993. I was so excited as a fan when they came over. Like, yeah, I, I will learn later as you read on that I should not have been excited because like Vince doesn't do that stuff here. But uh, whatever, no. we got we yeah. got to see the Steiner brothers. He always wants to break them down and bring them back. You are down not back. stiff at WrestleMania nine. The only thing stiff here is my cock. Whoa, whoa. <laughs> and my wallet, huh? Those same Steiners defeated the Head Shrinkers in a shaky but stiff match. After Mania, they began a feud with Money Inc. Underrated. WWF I'll stop you right there, Tag Dave. Team Championship. Underrated, underrated match in one of the worst WrestleManias, WrestleMania 9. Underrated yeah, match for the Head Shrinkers. Yeah. I do agree, were, I do agree with beast, you. Yeah. And the, the botches were brutal still. Like, remember when they dumped Scott over the top rope? They were supposed to backdrop him over the top rope, but Scott decided, I'm going to go face first, like, over the rope. Like, <laughs> it was insane. Like, yeah. 
they were just super they were they were wanting to be physical with each other don't get me wrong yeah. i'm sure in house shows yeah. this the head shrinkers and signers tore the house down um because yeah. they were the uh the wild samoans or not the wild samoans uh uh my god who were they in wcw why am i I think it was just the Wild uh, Samoan. Samoan SWAT team. Samoan SWAT team. Thank you so much. I can't believe Good I, job, buddy. I fumbled that football. It's okay. Nice save. I, I'm, the, I'm the knowledge guy on the podcast. They, they wrestled the Samoan <laughs> SWAT team in WCW, and they had great matches, too. And this was just another incarnation of that, of the Samoan SWAT team, basically. Um, yeah. Switching out a player. But uh, but yeah, like the head shrinkers, like they on the house shows, I'm sure they killed it. But here for WrestleMania, like Craig said, it was an odd WrestleMania. It was outdoors. It was a different looking mania. Uh, for a, a card that pretty much sucked up and down, these guys were just again they threw the stiff yeah. uh, stuff into it, which I don't think Thanks. Vince liked. Um, if I may say so, like I think that yeah. as wrestling fans we liked it, but I went back and watched the match right before um, we got on the air here, like at, at a couple of minutes, and so I just kind of wanted to watch that because I wanted to watch Scott's bump over the top rope, and uh, <laughs> so I was like, man, like yeah, it was just it was stiff and good, but it was shaky. It was like a you could tell they were just calling the shit probably on the fly. Like, yeah, just like, like probably you know, never touch yeah. each other. Like, yeah, yeah. they probably partied hard. Which was not the WWF game. way because we weren't used to seeing that. We're used to seeing formulaic yeah. matches in WWF. Yeah, crisp stuff. On June fourteenth of ninety three, the Steiners would defeat Money Inc. at a house show to win the WWF Tag Team Championships. However, they would lose them back at another house show. On June 16th of 1993 to same Money, Inc. And then finally, on June 19th of 93, they would defeat Money, Inc. Once and for all to regain the WW Tag Team title. I know we're going to get into what Jess was talking about, but you have to think about this. We're not even six months into their debut, and now they have, they're already two-time tag team champions here. I would rather have them treated them like the LOD. The LOD, it took like a year before Vince finally hit the titles on them. But when he did... If it hadn't been for Hawk falling off the wagon a lot, um, they probably would have rode with LOD for a long time here. Like, I would rather them not put the Steiners uh, as champions this quickly here if they're going to trade them back in house shows like that. I know back in the day, house shows were down in 93. So the philosophy behind it was, well, since we don't really have any mainstream stars right now and we're just trying to rebuild with who we have, let's make the house shows more exciting. So people, when they go to house shows like they just think, oh, we're going to go. We're going to watch the same wrestlers. They're going to do their their top five moves, and no then they're going to win. And no gonna no titles are going to change. Yeah, yeah. So, so they believe to try to get house attendance up, if you have titles change, and anything can happen in the WWF on house shows, that you would go and see it. That's where it was coming from. I yeah. would say I absolutely hate that philosophy, but I understand why they did that philosophy here. But it just sucks that, that Steiners didn't get to win their first World Tag Team titles on a pay-per-view for everyone to see or on their brand new live show called raw. That's weird. If you're going to put money into a tag team, you're don't gonna, do it at a house no, show. Do it live. Be, I don't want to be, you know, well, you I'm, are well, I'm, I'm going to do it anyway. Right now. Yeah, I'm going to do it. We're, 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 we're in a state of flux here is what I would argue. Justin, I think, you know, this. so yeah, let's be more flexy then. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, we haven't gotten to the, to the notion yet of where television wrestling pays you. As much as the house show might pay you, we're we're kind of you know Vince is kind of testing the waters here of what's gonna what's gonna what's gonna pay me more having this stuff happen on syndicated television or actually um, having a house show. Uh, where syn- I can trade no, Raw wasn't syndicated. First of all, it was, li- it was live. I'm Raw sorry, was it was live. live. 
So, so, so what is going to pay you more? Seeing it live and then being like, oh shit, but what's your, what's your, but what are your buy rates live at that time, Jess? That's why I'm asking you. This is brand new. Raw is like a brand new thing. Yeah, no, it was a a hit. But what about the average viewer? It was a hit show, but I would rather see. So, you were, I know you would rather see, but you got to talk about the money. Right, but right? that's what I'm saying. Uh, why, why would you not have the Steiners win it on your flagship show, even though it's new, but your live show that everybody will see to get them excited I, to go I see could follow them that. I can follow that argument like, because then you're, you're you're saying now now what's going to happen next? Think week about how watch, many think right? about how many times they wrestle and how many title changes can actually happen before it gets ridiculous. Do yeah. they really think that coming to Lake Elsinore, I, California, I'm going to be like I might see a title change? I will never see a title change in Lake Elsinore, California. I know this. Like, no matter so how hot it is. Yeah, no matter how hot it is. This matter. Yeah. So so at the same time, like, no, you always go to your pay-per-views, which at the time their pay-per-views were their bread and butter. And now your new live show, you always do that. You want to advertise the Steiners, let them win it on a grand stage so everyone can see it. And then when you they come to your town, I want to go watch the Steiners defend the titles. That's the way it's always worked, and it was always worked that way. You cannot entice but me by were- saying I but might was, watch Savio it, Vega win the IC title for five minutes. Yeah. Like that's until not it problem. wasn't working. The problem with me is um, that first year um, they just didn't have. We'd gone from Midnight Express, Doom, Road Warriors to Beverly Brothers, Head Shrinkers. Um, yeah, it was Money Inc. Who was yeah. great, but like in the grand scheme of tag team wrestling and the, and the the 20 years uh, in the middle of that and beyond the scope of 20 years tag teams, Vince didn't give a shit about tag teams. Um, You're right. It was getting weak. And he promised that he promised them a lot of things, I think. And they were great, but like they were, they were cartoony. I loved that Michigan fight song enhanced WWF music. But Um, I don't think they want it to be. I think their style was still, they, we'll get into Stiff. it later. Uh, I got a couple stories that I didn't put in the notes on purpose for talking points, but Vince doesn't doesn't like stiff wrestling. He doesn't care for it. And even though we respect it and love it, I think Vince was just about, no, you need to forget what you know. You need to stand, fall in line, and you're going to be part of our... Dun, 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 and that's yeah. what... I don't think Steiners ever really bought into that fully. They didn't want to. Even though Rick, you would think, would be perfect. He's the dog-faced gremlin. He wears unmatching shoes. I'll tell you. you Maybe this is for the end, but you talk about Scott and his issues with Bill Watts, and you talk about Rick being probably could have been a part of the WWF machine, even singles-wise. A lot of this has to do with Scott, not Rick. And and then um, compounding that is, it probably when they brought them along and we talked about a little bit earlier, Vince wanted um, Scott. Yes. They wanted yeah. Scott he was not hard. down with so what they were talking about. Yeah. It wasn't so much Vince, by the way, it was uh Bruce Pritchard. And, so and if, if they love Scott, so yeah, Scott wasn't on board at being singles guy, back. they're going to punish Vince, him. I guarantee so you Vince like and maybe Scott that were not, run not wasn't. Um, Just <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It wasn't as pure as it could yeah. have been, the Steiner brothers, yeah. Rick, Rick could have been great doing some single fun stuff, you know. I don't want to say doink the clown stuff, but good fun stuff, yeah. you know. Maybe not polka dot tight stuff, but something, you know. I'm just, just saying Rick, Rick would have been great and probably would have made more money than he ever made in nope. his life, but Scott's, Scott's a jerk. Sorry. Um, no, they, titles, they all knew that when they went back to WCW. During yeah, the, they all knew that. During they the Monday Night Wars, they made more money yeah. than they could deal with. <clears throat> That's true. Yeah, you're right. They were short-lived champions, unfortunately, with those titles. On September 13th of 93, they would lose the WWF tag titles to the Quebecers 
In a Providence of Quebec rules match, the rules stated that champions could lose their titles by disqualification. I didn't know Quebec had those rules. <laughs> uh, the ending came when Scott intercepted a hockey stick thrown to Jacques. He then began to use it as the ref turned around. He was DQ'd as a result and lost the tag titles. Quebecers, heavily underrated. I love them. Yes, yes, yes. No. I bet. I'll bet you anything on this one. <laughs> what, what's what's happening? Happen? No. As a result of a disqualification. I can't believe this. As a result of this vote. And new. Yes. Wrestling Federation. The Steiners but Steiner, Steiners uh, are on record saying that they hated working with the Quebecers. They felt that they were clunky, especially Pierre, and like it was hard to work with him. And I was like, pick them because up and throw around then. They, they're reading the crowd. and like, yeah, But not, not even that, though. Either. So this is the difference, right? If the Quebecers fought Steiners in WCW, there would be no issue because Steiners would just throw them around on their head and not care. But in WWF, Vince is like, you take care of my guys. You don't fucking do that. So like, it, I probably they probably wanted to dump Jock and Pierre on their head many times and like kind of not, stiffen not up. Not to on mention, them. this is but the, Vince this is, is like, no, good, you're not. You're not going. This to. is the good guy federation, which means yeah. the Rougeos have to get their licks in, and you have to make the comeback. That's how it works here. It's right. different in New York, right? I mean, it's just a different vibe, a different game. Yeah. So, um, yeah. The Steiners will be part of the main event at Survivor Series in 93 as a part of Lex Luger's team. Although both Steiners were eliminated at one point, Luger would be the sole survivor and win it for his team. At Royal Rumble of 94, the Steiners will participate in the Rumble match, but would be eliminated in short order. There's a hidden gem here, Jess. At the end of 93 on a taping of Coliseum home video. Imagine that. The Steiner brothers wrestle um, some Hart brothers. I wonder why it's a gym. So Brett and Owen... Uh, faced them in a fantastic tag team match. It was later released on the WrestleFest 94 video cassette. At around 25 minutes of wrestling, both teams were counted out of the ring, probably to save face. This match is really good, and dare I say, this might be the highlight of the Steiners. And it was on a Coliseum Home Video match. It was taped in a dark match and and for Coliseum Home Video. I mean, this match must be the, the you match. You can only imagine that, what, what Owen is taking on bumps for these guys. Well, not even that. Like, Brett, too, and, like, watching them in yeah. there, like, I love this match. Like, it, it's, I couldn't believe it when I rented that VHS, because when Coliseum Home Video was putting out their shit, I would always want to rent them when they first came out. And I remember going, like, Steiners and Owen and Brett, I'm fucking, I'm on board. And, like, I, I again, as a wrestling fan, I watched it going, this is so not a WWF match, but it wasn't meant to be. Like they knew it was going to be a house show match. They knew it was going to be filmed for Coliseum Home Video. And I think that was probably the only time that Rick and Scott got to actually let their hair down and just go nuts. And yeah, that mm-hmm. that match, them against Brett and Owen, go back. It, it's on the it's all over YouTube, I want to say. It's all over the internet right now. But yeah, it's you can on find it. Yeah, it's on the uh, WrestleFest 1994 Coliseum Home Video release and uh, the Steiners and the Hart Brothers. Like good shit, man. Like just you know, it was again, it was a house show. It was probably managed by just one roadie. Vince probably wasn't even there. And they're just like, just fucking go out and fucking wrestle. Just go to have a, a, yeah, just go have a good time. Down. Yeah, it was it was awesome. Good stuff. Before the Steiner's contract would expire in 94, Vince would allow them to travel to New Japan Pro Wrestling and just pick up a couple of quick paydays there. That was extremely rare for Vince to allow talent to just go to New Japan. More than likely, he was trying to appease the Steiner's who had grown frustrated with their WWF situation felt they were being underutilized, undervalued, uh, with pay especially. 
Um, the original plans for Scott in 93 were pretty interesting, right? This Jess? goes back to what Craig said. Yeah. At the beginning of 93, uh, when they brought the Steiners in, Patterson and, um, uh, oh my God, Bruce Pritchard yep. were big fans of the Steiner brothers, but Scott in particular, because he had the body, he had the look, and like they really wanted to. So they knew that year that they were going to make the Royal Rumble 1993 winner get a shot for the first time ever at the World Wrestling Federation champion at WrestleMania. And now uh, we know now that whoever wins the Royal Rumble, even to this day, gets their choice of champion at WrestleMania. So they wanted to really hit that home. They wanted Scott Steiner. This is according to Bruce Pritchard. It was a big discussion topic that they wanted Steiner to debut. They wanted to push him as more of a singles. They wanted to have him enter the Royal Rumble, win the Royal Rumble, and then go on to WrestleMania and win the world title. That's what they wanted. Again, so much of this stuff is like just throw shit against the wall and see what sticks. Bruce is just letting us into talks. Can you imagine how many talks they had about what if we have Coco win the title? I don't mean that to be rude, but they probably are throwing stuff out there. What if we have, you know, uh, what about Virgil? He he get, breaks away from DiBiase and then he goes, you know what I mean? Like, you never know how many different talks they had to do different things. We just know what we saw. And then when we hear those discussions, we're like, that was dumb. What a tugboat, uh, Sheik Adnan or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, what I got to tell you, I'm totally you know? jonesing for a, for a Virgil push around right around then. <laughs> right. But I mean, like I, I was using that as an example, like, the, like sure. this is the stuff they throw around. And so I don't, I don't know how serious it became. It probably wasn't even very serious, but they were talking about and, and Pritchard said on his podcast that they were dead serious about really giving it a thought. They were pitching it hard. Who's to the fix. who's the closest person to the Hulk at this moment while the Hulk is gone? Scott Steiner. You know, there's a couple yeah. of big guys, but with that and Vince, physique, I, I guess close. Vince liked it. But the Steiner brothers were their brothers and they were like, no, we, yeah. we're tag team. We're tag team wrestling. And that's what we wanted to do. Yeah. And so Steiner's they they if we come in, we want to be the Steiner brothers. We want to be tag team wrestlers. OK, so uh, Craig had a point earlier where it was like, maybe Vince maybe doesn't Vince was like a little bit, being told what I to tried do. to give you a big shot. He, you turned if, me down for a singles. Well, OK, whatever. God, like, yeah, you know, so much. So much weird stuff you got here, Jess, on these notes. But, it's crazy. Um, yes. There's just so many cool things like, you know, that like. In 94, they would. They would they, yeah, Vince yeah, is like exactly. being told what to do or told no. And then when he's told no, he's going to make an example out of you. But at the same time, I think that I think no matter what, I think the Steiners were doomed to have this run. And not that it was terrible. It really wasn't. They were tag team champions. They were featured. Two times. Know, also, too, towards the end of the run, if you if you go back and look at a lot of Monday Night Raws towards the end of 93 and beginning of 94, they were not even any major program Steiners. After they lost the titles to Quebecers, they would just come up every now and then on Raw and they would wrestle enhancement talent. There's a lot of times, and uh, I think it was either sh some shoot interviews or some other people uh, that worked at WWF at the time saying Scott would go out of his way to taunt Vince because, as everybody knows, Raw was live and Vince was doing the commentary down at ringside with Savage and, you know, Savage or the King, depending on when it was. Oh, shit. Was fun. Oh, um, wow. So Scott would just brutalize prelims right in front of Vince with all the stiff wrestling moves that the Steiners were known for. That was very anti WWF bubblegum, you know, like what Vince liked. Yeah. There was another time where if you go back on the Internet, there's a lot of stuff where he would do the screwdriver pile driver, which is where he would pick people up in the suplex and then drop them into the pile driver. Vince is not a big fan of pile drivers, but he's not a fan of stiff wrestling. There's a couple times where he would point down Good. to Vince and be like, this is for you. And he would pick him up and he would pile, do the spike, the, the screwdriver yeah. pile driver. I mean, and this is before Vince. his brain broke. Like, this is all good for like, Scott. Scott was fucking before his brain. Like, just showing him like, this is what we do. 
or he would do it like he would do it in a subtle way. He'd look at Macho. He's like, he's trying. Free, uh, he's all this for you, Macho. Like, he's just trying. Yeah. He's just trying to get Vince to release him, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like seriously, so, he's like, I, I, Vince, just release me so I can go to New Japan. Anyway. There's one that he would point down. He's all this for you, Macho, and Macho's right next to Vince, and then he would oh, pick him up hey. and fucking do a screwdriver, pile driver, or whatever. And like, and it was like kind of cool because some people were saying like, I really believe he was just like looking at Vince, going, "Fuck you. This is how we wrestle. This is what we do." Like. Yeah. So if you don't like take it, it or leave it. yeah, take it or leave it. And yeah. So they, they, he left it. So, so in 94, they would return to New Japan for wrestling. And then on July 28th of 95, they would debut for ECW in New York. That's another crazy factoid. They would be a lot of other hidden gems, man. Matches, I don't know where man. you can find a lot of this stuff. Probably YouTube. They, you know, in the four or five months they were there. That's fucking, you know, Paul Heyman and ECW get the rap of all oh, they're just like Sandman style wrestling or they like New Jack style wrestling. Not no, true. No, no. That's Not just true. that's just what makes all the headlines. True. Paul Heyman loved stiff wrestling. The Steiners were absolutely perfect for Stein or for uh, ECW and Paul Heyman. I mean, he loved the Guerreros and the the Malinkos and the Matt Classics and all that. Those are great matches. Paul yeah. loved that stuff. It was just part of it. He, the Steiners were perfect. They weren't going to flounder around though. By the way, in ECW because their name value it wasn't going to happen. But for a cool four month period. They got to spend some time in ECW and wrestle a bunch of different people. It was awesome. It was cool Just to see. Just tear each other apart. Yeah, it was there, awesome. Yeah. But, you know, they still make their... Wait a minute, did I go too far? No, no you're good. WCW. They make their WCW return in 1996. They initially feuded with the Road Warriors and had several matches uh, within champion Sting and Lex Luger. On July 24th of 1996, they would defeat Harlem Heat for the WCW tag titles, but they would lose them six days later. Dude just got suffering an injury that forced him out for a couple of months. That's rough. Um, and then uh, the beginning of 97, they began feuding with Hall and Nash over the WCW tag titles. They would win those tag team titles from Hall and Nash at sold out. Um, that's S-O-U-L-E-D. As a result of being unfair. stripped of those titles oh, two days later because Eric Bischoff deemed their Stupid. victory unfair. That's so great. Randy Anderson coming no. in from out. No. No, 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 no. No, that, this is absurd. This is impossible. That's not going to stand. This is impossible. No that did not happen. That did not happen. That is not going to stand. On October 1397, they defeated six, subbing for Nash. Unfair. Um, six is subbing for Nash and Hall to win the WCW World Tag Titles there. Signs of trouble are brewing when the brothers begin uh, showing early in 98. Scott was noticeably bigger and would use heel tactics, while Rick would look upon him in disapproval. They would lose the belts to Hall and Nash on January 12th of 98, but win them again on February 9th of same year. At Super Bowl of 98, <laughs> they were set to defend against Hall and Nash. The National Shortly Organization the of began, Women Scott then recruited Scott Stein. The NWO. The, the NWO, you have it spelled now. That's I know, but fucking um, correct. I was like, damn it. Um, and, but but um, but I'll tell you. I mean, I mean, <laughs> I, and, and, yeah, there it is. There it is. And it, it just you you put this at the at the end run of the greatest tag teams in history. Did, was Rick done here? I'm trying to remember. Did he kind of no like no no? The they feet? they kind of had like a half ass feud with Rick and Scott that never paid off in, in yeah. like a one on one singles match, which still to this day boggles my mind. Can you imagine? If both Rick and Scott were motivated enough, the talent they had, they would just fucking be so, awesome. It'd be a to big, go against each other. But WCW great. just didn't fuck. It was all about the individual. Brother versus brother, brother. Yeah, they didn't know what to do with this. This is WCW. <laughs> 
Even though it was yeah. at the apex of, of their popularity in the NWO. Like Vince would have known what to do with it, but he, you know, he's been a dick. Yeah. There you see the Steiners. One of their trademark poses in the ring, daring the opponent to get in. Rick and Scott. I say to that powerbomb question, yes. Oh, what did I just see? He, he doubled his own brother. What in the world did I just see? You gotta be kidding. I knew there was something wrong. I could smell it. He's no way. Scott Hall. This is. But again, thus ended the run of one of the greatest tag teams in history. Um, you guys want to run through the championships and accomplishments before, or you please, anything else you want please to do. do. All right. Well, let me see what we got here because I think it spans over two pages. It's just that long. So um, we got the NWA WCW Tag Team Championship seven-time champions there. Also, the NWA World, I'm sorry, World Championship Wrestling United States Championship one time. They were the WWF Tag Team Champions two times. IWGP Tag Team Champions two times. PWI Match of the Year 91 versus Lex Luger and Sting at Super Bowl of 91. The PWI Tag Team of the Year two times, 1990 and 1993. PWI Top 100 Tag Teams of All Time. They list them at number two in 2003. Wow. Who was number one? Road I don't Wars. even know. LOD. Road Warriors? Yeah. yeah, LOD. The Wrestling Observer Match of the Year in 91, which is uh, the Hiroshi Asi and Zuka Saga, we mentioned that match yeah. earlier. And then Wrestling Observer Tag Team of the Year in 1991. You know, um, we, we shit on the WWF run or whatever a little bit, but like they won Tag Team of the Year in 1993. Yeah, I want to see that match. I guess you can yeah, see it on, uh, on yeah, the internet, yeah, but like, insane. yeah. It's just fucking um, Vader. And even more so, and they won their second IWGP championship from Bigelow and Vader, by the way. Wow. Yeah, it's on YouTube as well, yeah. Yeah, uh, I mean, the vacuum of like 1990 to like 1993, that three year span, they dominated two promotions, three New Japan, WCW and yeah. WWF. Um, you know, listen, I know the Road Warriors were around a long time and their their looks carried them a long way. And we did a great episode. One of my one of my proudest episodes we've ever done is the legacy of Legion of Doom. Um because I just liked it so much and I felt like we all kind of like hit our points and, and really, really celebrated their career. And it was long and Steiners were a little bit shorter in their tag team career. Not I mean, when you think about it from 89 to 98, you know, nine years like they were relatively the top. That's tag a long team. time for a tag team to stay, together, a- except for a couple. It, no. And that's a great point, you know, uh, and they weren't like LOD were face paint, matching face paints and stuff like that, matching shoulder pads. So that's more likely they'll stay together. Steiners, even though they kind of wore singlets and stuff like that, they had no reason to stay together. Scott and Rick both showed at different points in their careers that they were phenomenal singles wrestlers and they could carry their own baggage. Um, but like it, if people say like, you know, a lot of people now will say the Dudley boys because they're super decorated and like there's a lot of teams that can say are the greatest tag team of all time. But if you said the Steiners, I'm not going to disagree with you. I, They did in that three-year vacuum. I don't know how you can get better than what they did. I mean, 
I know Dudley's would end up winning IWGP, but that was, I think it was kind of forced and like, that was just, the IWGP was sort of soft at the time and not really popular. And that was, they, they need, they, they needed the, they needed them more than. Yeah. Than Steiner's like sure. went over there and worked that style, that new Japan pro wrestling style yeah. and fit in and dominated. And they had the presence where they were like, well, they're big enough in America where we, we were fine with them for a couple months walking around with our belts and kind of showing off and stuff to kind of, get an American sure. fan base going or whatever. And WCW to their, their credit always tried to get, I, you know, new Japan involved in stuff. And I used to love that as a fan. Uh, the Steiner brothers are one of, and when I say one of, I mean, top five without question. If you have a top five tag team, you could say, Oh, this, this tag, like my personal favorite is the heart foundation. But if I'm talking about like, I'm being dead honest, like overall, like top five, Steiners are absolutely in my top yeah. five, and they might be number one, like because they were that. I'll put good. them. I'll Steiners put them on the monument top four. They were day. part of the NWO, like not. I mean, Scott was physically a part of the NWO, but before that, sure. they fought the NWO in that whole year. So they yeah, were they part were of. It. They were part of the '90s. They were a part of the the eruption of the Monday Night Wars and the repopulization of wrestling in America. Debut on Raw. Like, oh my yeah, god. Steiners were a part of all that stuff, and yeah, they're the debut of Raw and everything, and like man, like. The, the Steiner, what do you say? The Steiner brothers are, yeah. I, I just saying they're one of the greatest tag teams of all time is to me doesn't even sound like good enough to say for them. Almost they sounds are, like a disservice. They're yeah. fucking amazing. Like they're just the one of the greatest, yeah. if not the greatest tag team of all time. There's nobody better. Um, yeah, they were stiff. Yeah, they did some stuff there. They brutalized prelims a lot, and they're so enjoyable to go back and watch those matches. But at the same time, back in the day, that's what those prelims were there for, man. They were there to take their hundred bucks and get dumped on their head sometimes. There's a reason why you're called enhancement talent. Yeah, they Steiners were just amazing, and like they had great matches with Anderson and Eaton that we kind of touched on. Yeah. They had great matches with Doom. They had great matches with LOD. They had great matches with the uh, the Simone, uh, uh, Simone SWAT team. They had great matches with, uh, you know, the Quebecers, Money Inc. Like, it's on and on, man. Like, the Stein, uh, Midnight Express. Like, Jesus. Like, I, where do you yeah. end? Go on. T- yeah. Stop me. Stop me. Greg, oh, yeah. take it away, bud. What do you got? I um, I think these guys, I think uh, uh, the fact that they're brothers, um, Scott could have had uh, a, a lot bigger career than um, than he had. I think he could have peaked uh, five years earlier than he had. I think there's something about them being blood and them wanting to protect each other and protect their brand and protect their tag team. Um, even like an, um, even when like Rick, when he began, brought Scott in and Scott protected Rick. Uh, you got to yeah. love him. Yeah. Um, and it, uh, they both were... Um, uh, amazing in their own in their own right like and um i just uh i i love the steiner brothers they they absolutely are on the the mount rushmore of tag teams and i even more um i'm 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 having trouble articulating it but i think it's the selflessness not selfishness but selflessness of these guys and the fact that they're brothers like maybe if owen was um stuck around um longer than he had like um rick and scott like they were better than the sum of their parts like they they were better together than apart and i don't want to think about the steiner brothers when i think of uh scott steiner and how crazy he went with the math promo and the memes and then everything um 
the chainmail. Yeah, he, he went nuts. I I want to I want to remember the Steiner brothers for how pure they were in WCW in that first five years, and then WWF. Yeah, I'm always. They more nailed fun everything, of... but didn't work, and it wasn't their. It wasn't their fault. It was Vince's fault. Like, whoa, <laughs> um, it was. Yeah, I'm, instead of him bending the tag team division to fit their physical style, he's like, "Nope, you're going to fit my mold." And you can respect yeah. Vince for that because he's always Vince has had the biggest names in front of him, and he's like, "Go if you want to go." You yeah, know, it's I'm, like uh, call, call Scott crazy yeah. if you want, but like. Uh, Vince was like, yeah, we'll take the Steiners, but we want Scott. And Scott's like, no, you'll take the Steiners and you will push the Steiners. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. and that's Scott why I, held on to the, his brothers and, um, but he knew, and it wasn't because he was doing charity for Rick. Rick was that right. good. Rick yes. was amazing. Like yes. Rick was so good. Yeah, and I, yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah, and I don't mean to say that. I was like, he didn't drag his brother along. Like Rick was fantastic. Yeah. Like yeah. they wouldn't be the greatest tag team of all time if, if Rick wasn't that good, but like Scott um, until the very end, didn't want to test that waters. Like he didn't want to leave his brother yeah. behind. Yeah, and I think you look he now thought. at their lives too. Like Scott still is making indie shots and stuff like that. Rick has humored him. I think every now and then and come back over the years and become like, you know, they've just sort of rejoined the Steiner brothers and whatever promotion, but Rick Steiner has really adjusted well to being a civilian and loved the fact that after his main wrestling career was over, he started a successful real estate company and uh, he was always good at other things like that. He was yeah. uh, on the school board, school for board his kids yeah. and uh, Rick Steiner has just loved being a dad and a civilian. I don't think Scott did. I, I'm not saying Scott didn't like being a dad, but Scott likes, he liked professional yeah. wrestling and wanted Likes to stay. And I'll yeah. never yeah. forget uh, WrestleMania in New Orleans, uh, 33, 34. Which one? I think 34. 34. Yeah. We're at um, the, the, whatever the fucking um, the sign-a-thon was yeah. like. At the very, very end, we were walking out and we saw Rick and Scott talking at the same table. This was after the signing. Yeah. Um, and they were just like chatting like brothers. Like, holy shit. Like, they are still cool. close. They yeah. didn't sign together. They weren't announced together. They're just sitting at a signing. And I think they were in different booths, in fact. Yeah. Like, just hanging out. I was like, God damn it. Like, I fucking love. Like, that's what brothers yeah. got to do. You just always want to remember them as the Steiner company. brothers. Not, not as yeah. Scott after the fact. And that's, yeah, yeah. That's, that's, how, Jess, we, that's uh, how we choose it. Jess was super hungover and, and, and threw up. So hungover. Um, yeah, oh my God. So hungover. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I don't know if Jess remembers that. Missed the fact that, that Mysterio was in the elevator with him the whole time. I Yeah, yeah we went story. up to the wrestling convention. And uh, I mean, it was it was a wrestler's dream up there, right? If you're a wrestling yeah. fan, I mean, oh, so many people were up there. So many names. Yeah. And I spent half of it downstairs vomiting in the hotel bathroom. <laughs> he was so I decided He was like, uh, I'll be right back. I'll call yeah. you guys. And then oh, towards yeah, the yeah. end, towards the last half, last half an hour, I really enjoyed myself because I finally got it all out of my system and I felt much better. And I got to meet Bischoff and Gene Okerlund, which is one of the highlights of my life, meeting him, especially when he passed so soon after. Uh, and yeah. like, yeah, we just there's a lot of people that we got to talk to. And, and, and six was awesome and funny and DDP was magnanimous. And like, yeah, so it was just kind of cool. But yeah, I forgot all about the Steiners. till you said some right now, Craig, like, yeah, they were there, too. And it's like. They're the, the, yeah, they weren't together for the signing or that day, but like to, when we were walking out, they just happened to be in the front doors by, yeah. by the the wide bay doors where it, yeah. it opened up. And they were and just talking like, shit. Yeah. Holy fuck. They're just like chilling they're out. They're just chilling. Yeah. And he, I think it was like Noel Foley was like looking at them too. 
Like yes, just, yes, yeah. Because because Mick was there and she was there. Oh too, my god, like how that. old was she there? She was twelve. No, I don't know. She oh. was. Yeah. <laughs> For audio fans, give us a listen on Apple, Spotify, SoundCloud, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, and Google Podcast, or watch the video on YouTube at our wrestling channel and on social media. Give us a follow on Instagram or Twitter at OWP2019 or at Facebook at Our Wrestling Podcast. This is Dave, Jess, and Craig with the OWP signing off, guys. Until next time. Defeat and not the stream. In the end of the day, it's them versus me and